I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Find it in your grocer's freezer. Today, we're going to be talking about Harvest Moon GBC, uh, which was released in 1998 and was de- developed by Victor Interactive Studios and published by them and Nintendo. Uh, so, Harvest Moon is like a life simulation, in this case, like, ranch simulation game, uh, and I think that whenever we talk about games like this, you have, like, your Animal Crossings to some extent, like, your The Sims, things like that. You always have to sort of, like, they, these games always have their detractors, people who don't like the fact that these aren't really traditional games, and there's something interesting about the fact that this game came out in 98 so we were already straying from the mainstream at that early in like games as a medium. Yeah, and at the end of the previous episode, I said incorrectly uh, <laughs> thought that this was a like port or version of the original Harvest Moon from the Super Nintendo on the Game Boy. And that's actually not true at all. Um, it's part of its own series which is called the Story of Seasons series, uh-huh. which is like, it's, it was the first ever handheld Harvest Moon game. Yeah, and it's I, I, there are at least, what, three of them? Yeah. On the, yeah, on the Game Boy Color. Uh, yeah. But yeah, similarly to Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle, um, <laughs> when we decided to do this Pocket series, I picked this and that game uh, because there were games I had as a kid and they jumped out at me as the more unique ones I had in my drawer. Uh, and man, I remember loving this game as a kid. Like I'd play it all weekend long, Mm -hmm. but like returning to it, it, there's so much less to it than I remembered. Yeah. I, my overall impressions are fuck this shit ass game. And it starts so strong, too, with the, like, abrupt revelation of your grandfather's ghost just being like, Woo! Look at me! I'm dead. Get Here's a thousand dollars! I'm gonna be just floating around here waiting to talk to you in the winter. It's a great, like... Have fun. Yeah, it's so abrupt. And I kind of really love that. Uh... But the game itself did not live up to my, admittedly, probably too high expectations <laughs> after that intro. Yeah, it's basically this one strips all the life simulation parts out and just leaves you with the farming. Mm-hmm. And I do still find that to be kind of fun in like a checklisty way. Like once you get into it and you have some money built up and you have like the ability to do all the stuff uh it can be really satisfying to like try and optimally like do everything in a day without you know using up all your stamina and all that but that's about as far as the engagement goes really Mm -hmm. it doesn't give you there aren't like mini games or anything at all to do (laughs) aside from the actual farming and I think that the game's largest problem stems from the fact that they allow you to do so little 
in a day that it never really feels like you're doing anything new. Like, you're never like, okay, well, I can just continue with this project because, and then after that, I can start making headway onto the next thing that I want to do. It's always like, I run out of stamina before I even did all the same <laughs> stuff that I did the day before. I don't know how that happened, but I guess I'm going to bed now. And so you go to bed at like 5.01 after the truck comes, <laughs> you know, the next morning and try and do it again, but better. Yeah, there, there is like a level of like somewhat stressful decision making once you have uh, livestock and crops, like trying to get all your money making tasks done in a single day so that like you get the maximum like profit out of it. But yeah, like that just it can get kind of like tedious, like having to run to the hot spring to like re regain some stamina or like, you know. Uh, trying to plan it all out, but that takes so much time that it's almost not even worth it. Yeah, so the Hot Springs thing, I was so unsure how much it was doing that it got to a point at, at like when I was playing that I would just run out of stamina and then just put the game down until one of the meal times rolled mm. around. Because the I like I could go sit in the hot springs, but that's gonna take almost as long as it does for it to just become noon mm -hmm. that I just didn't bother. Yeah, yeah. The balancing there is a little bit weird because, as you said initially, I think the stamina or you just get tired too quickly. Like it does make it makes the days feel really short, and if you get like hung up on something you can like waste the whole day pretty easily i think there's okay so there's a lot to what it is about the stamina system that i dislike i think fairly obviously the thing that i'm gonna bring up that is the most irritating to me is just the length and frequency of the animations that it does like very rarely will I come on this podcast and be like, I love that there is just a bar that explains a thing. Because <laughs> games have gotten so good at being able to convey information in ways that don't involve using UI elements. But I would have liked a stamina bar that... Even if at the end of the stamina bar, you died, and then the game <laughs> said, you suck, and then it, like, mailed a letter bomb to your house and killed you, I still would have preferred that chance over the number of times that I had to watch a four-second animation of him pulling a handkerchief out of his pocket, wiping his brow, <laughs> and putting it back in. Or, like, swaying around and falling over, which takes, like, two or three seconds. <laughs> It's immensely frustrating to me. That does seem like a very Chad problem <laughs> to have. Uh, I, I I will agree. I think the swaying and falling over one's a little bit too much, but I, I kind of like the other ones. I find them to be kind of charming in that Harvest Moon way. Possibly. Like when he takes out the giant uh, rice patty or whatever it is in like his huge mouth, like he stuffs it in his face. Like I like those little, those little animations. Like I think they add something to a game that's this simple. Yeah. Like, it gives it character. Well, I think that those ones do because they have a positive connotation to them. Like, I'm happy to watch the dude eat a rice ball or a, a dumpling or whatever, which 
and we'll get into this in a minute. <laughs> the game is not very clear about anything. Nope. Uh, but I'm happy to watch him do that because I know through experience that that means that he's regained stamina and I can now go do other things. Uh, but it's the ones that are all negative and the fact that there's so many of them that just like, cause it's not even like it's, they give you stages, but I never really learned how <laughs> long each of those meant I could keep going for. Cause like there's the swaying and falling over, there's the handkerchief, but you also have like the one where he kind of like collapses for a second and gets back up, mm-hmm. which if you're working to the point of exhaustion every day, I feel like you need to rethink your career opportunities. Right. That's that farming life, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this guy <laughs> has a run- weak constitution. <laughs> trying to run a whole farm by yourself, probably not a good idea. I agree. I did spend... Near the end of the game, I spent a lot of my stamina uh, carving I hate this with the plow uh, in the field. Nice. <laughs> Which may have been a little excessive. Oh, it's pretty funny, though. <laughs> um, you you mentioned uh, just a second ago that this game doesn't really explain anything to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's part of why I liked this as a kid. That, like having to figure it all out for myself back when I was a kid and had free time to just spend being like, what does this do? Or, right. You know, experimenting with a game like that. Uh, that and the harvest sprites in the shed, like as a kid, like, cause I didn't find it right away. Cause I'm just like a kid doing yeah, what yeah, the, yeah. you know, like the main path that the game would suggest. And then, you know, play it for a little while. And then, go through the door in the back of the shed, which just leads to a cave Mm -hmm. with little, like, sprightly, like, uh, elves or whatever, like Keebler elf kind of uh, harvest sprites, as they're called. And there's, like, a lake and a hot spring and then a room just filled with a bunch of rocks. Mm. Uh, And... I never really found out what any of that did as a kid, uh, other than the hot spring. Um, and it took me a long time to realize you could harvest the mushrooms in there. And it's just like, it. the game felt really mysterious. And I think that's a big part of why. Like, I always, the room to the left with all the rocks, which apparently you need an item that's the, the pickaxe, which yeah. you get for becoming the ranch master, to get through there. And I scoured the internet trying to find like what's in there once you do that yeah. and could not find it but and that makes me think that you probably clear out all those rocks and the sprite just says thank you or something <laughs> because like I that I always like imagined there was something amazing well yeah like I, I'm imagining but like realistically uh, uh, there's gotta be something there but also this joke is gonna fall a little bit flat because now I'm like aware that this wasn't the original game ported to the Game Boy I thought with that in mind because I was sitting there going I cannot believe this game got sequels Mm. and I was racking my brain going, like, what did people enjoy about this? And one of the things that I came up with was maybe after you clear out those rocks, (laughs) it's just Frog Fractions (laughs) 3. 
somehow seeded they, into this game. Yeah, whoever developed Frog Fractions traveled back in time and developed this. <laughs> and put it in there, yeah. yeah. No one's ever gotten the pickaxe and gotten through. Yeah, no. I would hope that after you become Ranch Master and dig through the tunnel that it, it digs you into a better game, but I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but the original Harvest Moon had more of the life sim stuff. It had a town that you could go to and NPCs to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I think the lack of NPCs is something that really stands out because every once in a... I think it's like once (laughs) per year... There's a picnic? Someone will show up and, yeah, ask you to go to a picnic and then, like, you can't do anything at it. And, like, the carpenter will show up if you ask to rebuild your house, if you have enough materials for that. And it just, you want, it you makes you want more of that. And I think also as a kid, I kind of thought that maybe if I kept playing it, it would get to that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I think that the game needs those the npc like the when yeah, i talk to the people future ones have that. at least i know harvest moon gbc3 has like a town and side quests and stuff yeah because that's what it is like when i talk to people about harvest moon just generally a lot of the time what they'll bring up is the like the the romance the marriage side quests that are in yeah. the future games uh and i think that that is telling because you're playing the game to do a thing, but the things that stick with you are the things outside of it. And this being a pared down version of that game, it is like, it is like working alone. It's like, you never so what happened at work yesterday? Fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I did the job that I do every day. And then I went to bed. Like if there's no human interaction, there's like a lack of, there's just something missing, and I think that, that that's one of this game's biggest faults. Yeah, a lack of interaction is a good way to put it, I think. Uh, but no, I and I do imagine myself like looking at uh, at being the Ebenezer Scrooge character and looking at like uh, Super Mario 3D Land assist mode or whatever and being like, oh, I hate how hand-holdy video games are. <laughs> and then the fucking Ghost of Christmas Past rolls through and is like, woo, just play Harvest Moon. You'll <laughs> want to hold hands and skip toward the Wizard of Oz by the end of it because I, oh, I wanted so much more instruction than this game was willing to give me. Yeah. I, I don't know how long I probably played it before I ever found that you, there's just money in the drawer beside your bed mm-hmm. to help you like get started out with like buying crops and stuff. And like there's even stuff that I was like doing a little bit of like googling and such before this that like I just found like mechanics that I never knew about and mm-hmm. I put a lot of time into this as a kid. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have like tutorials and it also is a Game Boy game, so it isn't able to like signal things with visuals and animations in the way that like more modern games can. So you just kind of have to figure it out, <laughs> or like you'd have bought a guide back in the back at the time, or look look up a guide online now. Yeah, you get your Prima strategy guide. Exactly. I I have a question that's gonna leave. This is my big reveal for the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is there a step? to watering plants other than pressing the A button? No. Okay. 
So riddle me this. Okay. I was going about my business, the business of farming. Uh-huh. And I had planted some turnips and I had planted some to put some potatoes. Some tobacco. Some tobacco. It's a little <laughs> Simpsons gag out for all you Simpsons fans out there. Uh and was, you know, growing them. The potatoes, nothing ever happened. The turnips looked like they had grown, but using the sickle did not harvest them, so I assumed that they were not finished growing. Uh-huh. Uh, I will point out here a massive inconvenience because my crop of turnips, once they came in, you can't walk through the the thing anymore and the horse would never leave the space immediately above it so every time to go from my house to anywhere i had to go all the way around the patch (laughs) which is probably why you don't grow turnips in your front yard but i don't know that i'm not a farmer Mm -hmm. anyway so i do this i water all my plants i walk around i work on my crop circles and shit and then i come back and i go to bed and I wake up, and the game plays a short scene of a bird. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty weird. Like, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, it's pretty strange. The bird flies away. All Everything is gone. Oh, it changed seasons. It changed seasons? Yeah, that's it. your crops all disappear when it changes seasons. Why? I, I don't know, because it's got different crops for every season. I don't know. <laughs> So can't grow those spring crops anymore. Summertime, bitch. So uh, not knowing that that is when when I came out of the house and everything was gone, I just turned the game off and deleted uh, it. Like I was like, (laughs) nope, because I never got I never had a windfall. Like I never had a moment where I felt like I was actually doing anything Mm. in the game. And I was waiting for the, for one set of crops to come in. (laughs) It took months for them to grow, which is, I guess, realistic, but that's not what I'm here for. So I never sold anything. I never once put anything in the delivery thing. (laughs) Wow. And never made any money. Didn't buy the sprinkler. Didn't do fucking anything. Everything just vanished. I was broke because I spent all of my money on the seeds that went into the plants that vanished, except for the grass, which I kept buying because they kept telling me I needed to have more grass so before I could buy a chicken, uh, which I couldn't afford anyway. <laughs> and the, buying the grass is a slow process because that's like three days of farming those damn mushrooms to afford one... Grass seed pack. It's grass. It's just everywhere for free. I couldn't do it. And uh, yeah, that was the straw. And also a hundred turnips that broke my back. And I quit playing at that point. Um, so the, the watering can will run out of water. <laughs> what? And you have to go to one of the little ponds and refill it. So I may have also never watered any plants ever. Yeah, you probably watered like a couple of plants and then were doing nothing. The How do you know? Uh, I, I either the animation's a little different. There's no animation he, at all. He, there's animation when he waters the plants. Yeah, he goes like that, and it is the same every yeah. time. I looked. Oh, maybe there's no sound effect. 
like of the, the water coming out. And I turned the sound mm. off because the, I was listening to a podcast and the music sounded like it was coming out of a speaking spell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, the importance of sound design. No, that's fair, though. Uh, the music does get a little grating, mm. but it's like got that nostalgic factor to me, so I don't really mind it. Um, but yeah, so you need to refill the watering can. <laughs> okay. Didn't, I don't, wouldn't even know how to do that. You just walk over to the little ponds and you just hit the button and he refills it. I'm sure, well, it plays the same <laughs> animation again. Yeah, and then I don't know if you need to use the sickle to harvest, but I always just picked the things up with my hands and carried them over. That, that's I remember you said because you can do that with the, the weeds. Grass, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I just I never I found out you could just interact with crops with your hands at some point, mm-hmm. uh, and made it seem like it was never worth going and picking the sickle up. Yeah. So I never. Uh... I did try picking up the the turnips just regular, and it didn't do anything. So I'm just assuming that they never came in. Right. Yeah. They um. They died to the cold hand of the harvest yeah. god. They have like growth stages, I guess, where they they would have come in as like full, uh, turnips that you would have. Or no, the turnips just get really big. Uh, like and then you you pull them up out of the ground. Mine were in the irritating barrier stage of growth. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Yep. So that was Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have much else to say. <laughs> uh, I actually have other thoughts, though, I oh, think, okay. before. And I guess this does kind of go back to the NPC problem, but the town and the shops and everything, I feel like too much of this game is geared toward, like, I'm going to call it end game. I'm sure a lot of people would not call it that because I was just I was uh, baffled by how this <laughs> game works apparently, uh, but everything seemed so expensive that I just stopped visiting most of the shops at a certain point. I also didn't know that you had to buy more food for like in-game months so my guy definitely would have starved to death (laughs) but i didn't realize that he had just stopped eating at lunch and dinner Mm -hmm. and so i just didn't have any food around anymore yeah i never bothered to buy food oh i spent probably most of my money Uh, on food by the end of it you don't have to (laughs) weird this seems like it would be important. It sure does in like a simulation <laughs> game, but like no, you don't have to buy more food. Oh, uh, okay. I think I just didn't understand this. <laughs> no, that's totally fair uh, and pretty illuminating. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. Like I know this game really well uh, from my childhood, so it all really seems like obvious and second nature to me. Right. Okay. Well, in that case. <laughs> Do we have farmer thoughts? Uh, yeah, this was a weird one to revisit. Uh, it didn't fare nearly as well as the Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle 2 trademark. That uh, game actually s- seems like fucking baller now. Yeah, like, <laughs> but similarly, I do remember like, loving this as a kid, and I think it really goes to show like how much things have changed uh, as far as, like, standards for like handheld gaming because mm. like now th- playing this it almost kind of feels like busy work like uh like uh almost like one of those electronic kids toys that you'd <laughs> give to a kid just to keep them quiet and mm. entertained for a little while uh 
yeah, it just it it just feels like taking out the NPCs and the side content and the romance and like you know the life sim part and not and just leaving you with the farm sim part uh just makes it feel a bit too shallow and it only really appeals to that like ocd checklisty part of your brain that wants to optimize stuff right and apparently it doesn't signal anything at all (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that is true I'm trying to think of how to boil down my thoughts here. I think this game has a lot of... I I, I think most likely due to the fact that this was the series' first venture onto a handheld platform, I feel like it makes missteps. I think that there are some kind of classic design issues. Like, this could arguably be the like my least favorite thing that we've done for the podcast but it also like doesn't feel like it's even like a full game necessarily it's like a loop that they packaged as a game and like it cost me a dollar 99 <laughs> so it's like i don't even like the value judgment of my brain like that costs less than a cheeseburger <laughs> like i don't <laughs> none of that really like plays into it just wasn't like an enjoyable way to spend my time, but it's weird that it it exists to some extent. But it's actually not unique in that way. Like I think there are a ton of games that I used to have on the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance. Hell, even some like Wii games <laughs> that I've had just feel fundamentally broken because the platform was unfamiliar to the people who were developing it. Mm-hmm. And you end up with things that are just hard to read. Uh, we talked about. Uh, the six golden coins yeah on the first episode of this series and how much easier this that game is to like understand what's happening than super mario land one like the game that it is a direct sequel to and i think that future games in even in the seasons series probably solve a lot of these issues yeah you giving your thoughts there made me think that this totally feels like a game jam game <laughs> that has been extended to last like for several hours <laughs> like you know like one like you imagine like the loop of one day of this mm-hmm. as a game jam game and it it feels totally at home in something like that yeah it's it's i don't know it's one of those things i think my my true final thoughts are i didn't like this but I'm not mad about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to dump on it or anything. It just, the game's development, like for the Game Boy, which is very different. And it's easy to forget that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're, man, I gotta say talking, don't I? We're talking about TikTok, a tale for two that good alliteration <laughs> uh as silly as that name might sound it is a co-op puzzle game uh if you're a listener of the podcast it is kind of similar in style to year walk uh, at least in terms of like the visual presentation uh and it's a two-player game where each player gets different information on their screen and you have to like work together to solve the puzzles is actually pretty cool it's on switch and i think also on pc i won't swear to it i only know about the switch version right 
Uh, but yeah, I was like immediately going to jump in and be like, yeah, I was surprised about the visual design and this and that. I was like, wait, that's why we do a podcast. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for that conversation and others. Until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find our old episodes, links to our YouTube, our Twitter, our uh, uh, the Discord. Uh, I always just start these lists without like thinking where they're going to end. Yep. You listen to episodes about Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh you could get on the Discord and talk about if you're excited about Animal Crossing New Horizons. You could talk about why we should have played any Harvest Moon game other than this one. <laughs> and you can smash that like button. Harvest that like button. Spend months thinking you're watering the subscribe <laughs> button. God. The <laughs> and, <laughs> Only then for the season to change and for the subscribe button to vanish. The narrative that it paints of my character waking up every day, no food, and just holding a dry watering can over all of the... Like, you can see the orderlies in the back just being like, yeah, at one point he killed his wife and then they brought him to an insane asylum and now he's just here. He just thinks he's on a farm? He thinks he's farming. It's therapeutic. You know, he's going to be lobotomized next Tuesday. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm testing sound like a sound scientist right now. Did you collect the sound samples? I've. From dig site a i grew some sound samples in a petri dish okay dig site a got shut down because they found jumanji there i I want that those sound waves under a microscope stat